0: Hello and welcome to Helpline 3. I'm Terry Simmons. Today we're talking about hearing loss and the different types of hearing aids available. We're talking with Marshall Craig, hearing instrument specialist with Paget Hearing Aid Center in Texarkana. We'll be taking your calls throughout the show and as a reminder, please make sure you're in a quiet room with your TV turned down all the way before making your call. You know the number. It's 318-219-4569. Be sure and call us to get all the answers, all the questions that you have about hearing loss and hearing aids by speaking directly with Marshall. Hi Marshall. Thanks again for being here.
1: Hey Terry, glad to be back.
0: It's really good to see you again. Let's start off with the updates. Any updates on modern hearing aids? Let's let's go ahead and start there and hear all about it.
1: Well, I think uh, we're we're definitely in the age of artificial intelligence. I think that's the big buzzword that everybody's talking about these days. What is it? How is it working? Uh, But uh, hearing aids are definitely in that age, being able to learn themselves obviously the algorithms are there uh, the the audio engineers are are putting their work in but uh, when we can let the hearing aids do the work and learn the environments and learn the voices and and look for specific things when it comes to clarity and understanding uh, it really makes an efficient package uh, for both ends both on on my side programming and and doing changes uh, but also for the user itself uh, ease of use, pop it in and go and don't have to mess with it much.
0: Wow, Marshall, that's fast. I mean, We just talked to you last month and we've just been reporting on AI several times since then and already you're talking about the improvements and things are happening with your hearing instruments. So can you be more specific? Tell me the, the ins and outs. What's going on technology? What are you specifically doing um, with all of this? You got right on this. It's interesting.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, so so uh, with with the brand that that I uh, fit pretty much exclusively is a brand called WideX. Uh, through their previous technology and by adding artificial intelligence, uh, they've really been able to adapt their sound class technology, and that is being able to detect different environments in different, you know, different situations, whether it be a crowded restaurant, uh, going to the supermarket, uh, traveling in a car or an airplane, uh, things like that. You know, working in different environments and being able to adapt and make these changes for for clarity and for comfort automatically. So it's it's always a a turning wheel that's progressively getting better every day. It's how does that How do we adapt that technology? How do we get that into the hearing aid? And is it ready to go? And I think we are now uh, to where we're not having to make these constant changes uh, to manipulate the hearing aid. The hearing aid can do that work for us.
0: So if I am someone who comes to you and I'm wearing hearing aids and I've been with you this whole time and I'm all over it, I want you to give me the best that you've figured it out. I want the effects of AI. Where do you see it going and, and what will I experience? What's the difference that I'll so experience? Let's, let's go with the restaurant. If I'm in a crowded restaurant, what's the difference that I'm going to experience now with all of this advanced AI technology?
1: I think the the biggest thing is being able to handle noise Uh, when I think the common concept or the thought of hearing aids is that we need everything to be louder. That can be the case but it's not always the case. Uh, It's kind of like turning up a stereo just because we make our favorite song louder on a great stereo system doesn't mean it ultimately sounds better once we've turned it all the way up. So, it's really a, a, a delicate dance to find the frequencies that need to be corrected and leave the ones alone that don't need to be corrected. Uh, in a restaurant, I think the biggest thing is being able to handle that noise around us uh, the rumble, the background noise, the, the the music on, everybody elevating their voice. You know, that, that can be a loud environment 80, 90, 100 decibels in some cases. So, uh, we can't take that away completely per se, but if we can tone it down and lower that low frequency noise to elevate then our speech frequencies uh, should uh, lend to a better listening experience for everybody.
0: And you find, I think that's what's so helpful about you coming here and, and for you and I to talk about this every month. I know I've certainly learned a lot, of, a lot of clarification on hearing aids. A lot of times, sometimes, do you find that people think it is just going to make it louder, when really what needs to happen is it needs to be clearer and fine-tuned? Because sometimes people will speak louder to someone who has lost their hearing, and that's not really what they need. They hear you, it's just they can't clearly define what you're saying. Is that true?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, there's a, you You said it spot on, There, there is an absolute difference in, in volume, hearing, and then clarity and understanding. So it really does come down to, yes, We if we don't have volume, we don't have clarity per se, so some people need that, but just to make everything louder, and, and when I say everything, the core frequencies that we test in, from real deep low tones, to our middle frequencies, are high speech frequencies and there are ultra high frequencies. So there are different areas and different frequencies that we need to focus on for that individual person. So to say that making things louder for everybody is the, the, the answer or the solution is just not the case. Everybody is a specific situation. Hearing loss is as specific as our fingerprints. So uh, for there to be a one size or one one size fits all one solution for everybody is just not the case, and that's where the the digital hearing aid uh, comes into play because we can fix the stuff that we need, and we can leave this the the good hearing the normal hearing alone to where it's not just everything's louder and distorted and uncomfortable. That's not what we
0: want, right? Which I think is just the clearest thing that we can get across to people that that's what it what it is. It's clearer, not necessarily louder, or more of what's going on. Because I know, I know, my mother used to just take hers out when there was too many people in the room. She just didn't want to, she just didn't want to deal with it. It was just too much for her to hear everything that was going on but she didn't know that she could have it you know really fine-tuned she didn't know that she could talk about that that she could come back to you or back to whoever was servicing her and really tell them what was going on it just to her initially it just felt like everything was louder she could hear everything and she didn't want to hear any of us or maybe that was just us she didn't want to hear us but um, it, it really is interesting the different effects and the different things that people think about hearing aids before they actually come to you and try it and get educated on how it works and speaking of that, last month, um, after you were on, uh, it was like two days later. I was in the grocery store, and someone stopped me because they had seen you, but they didn't call in. And uh, she had this question. She wanted to know if hearing instruments actually improve your ability to hear, just in general. Like, can you ever get your? Does it make your? Can you make your hearing loss last? Can your hearing get better by using these instruments, or is it only while you're wearing them? Does that make sense?
1: So so hearing aids are just that we are aiding the hearing that that, that person that patient has left. It is not re, you know, reversing the hearing deficit. We're not re, reversing the hearing, uh, the nerve deafness, the nerve damage, whatever it may be. We're aiding what's there. So this hearing aids are a correction. They are not a cure, uh, kind of the same as, as glasses or contacts. Uh, we are trying to fix the problem. We're aiding the problem uh, as best we can with what is left. What is left meaning the hearing that is there. So we need to fill in the gap. If if there's loss there, we need to get that loss to a level as close to normal as possible. Uh, but in, I guess a long-winded answer. We're not. We're not curing. We're correcting. We're not reversing we're restoring and maintaining where we're at to hopefully stabilize that loss, have it fall less rapidly going forward, keep it there longer and aid, continue to aid what's there.
0: I love that, it's a perfect clear answer that you're, I love that you said that you're just aiding and helping with what's left because there's been some hearing loss. So with what you have left, that's what you do to support that and help with that.
1: Sure, and it's overall it's an efficiency, Mm -hmm. it's giving your brain better information. So if we have a loss in this case, same with vision. If if we're not seeing well, we can fix that with a corrective lens. Hearing aids is the same concept. We are fixing the problem by aiding it where it needs to be. so it, it is it, it's it's an efficiency thing. If we can give your brain more accurate information, let take it out of that stress mode, that that strain mode, and give it better information to then process better, more quickly, categorize and and separate sound from speech. We're giving your we're letting your brain do the work that it can do by trying to fix it uh, in the best way possible versus no correction. We're not getting the, the help we need, and your brain is constantly struggling to put that information together.
0: Which is so encouraging, too. Um, like you said, when you put it in that context, we're like you're wearing contacts and you pop them in and you can see better. You wear your hearing aids, you can hear better. The message that is giving to the brain instantly is just helping it all process better with the hearing that you have. And, and that can be your norm, and that's a, a really healthy way to have these and to speak of everything that you can fine tune them. When you go back to the, the AI, um, tell us a little bit about too, when I have these hearing aids, um, it's, it can be controlled with your phone, there's other devices. How easy is it to really take care of myself while I'm hear- wearing these hearing aids?
1: Yeah, so so obviously you've got all that in play, and and me uh, being on the on the fitting in and dispensing in uh, the cons, the maintenance that goes into it, I want it to be as simple as possible. Put it in, we wake up, put it in, and go. Now, as far as the the Bluetooth capabilities with your phone, there are fine tuning situations. We're always going to be in a situation. Uh, here and there, that's not normal. You know, if we're at home, it's quiet, it's peaceful. That's our sanctuary. We leave the house, and it, it, it's loud. It's a hustling and bustling world. It's loud and it's difficult. So there are different things that you can fine tune based on the acoustics of the room. If you're in a loud restaurant, if you're at a birthday party with a you know a lot of young children uh, at church during prayer requests. So there's different things that you can do that change the hearing aid just by pulling out your phone and and doing it through an app and also do it uh, with the uh, multi-memory buttons that are on the hearing aid so there are it depends on what you're comfortable with as the user some of these things are not needed it's not for everybody but if you're comfortable with your phone uh, you're you're comfortable getting it out uh, it's pretty easy user control and it's you know pretty straightforward where you can change things without having to reach up to your ear and make those changes. It can all happen through an app on your phone. And then I I think the biggest benefit is is phone calls. Having your own personal, you know, your phone calls are gonna come through your hearing aids. The microphones are gonna tone down. And then when the phone calls over, they come back up and you're hearing externally the way you were before. So uh, ease of use. Again, that's really how I come back to it. Um, you know, comparing stuff from 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there's a big difference now, and and I think a lot of people have an idea of a hearing aid. They think of something, as as you mentioned, Terry, with your mother had one and, and didn't really like it, depending on the age of that aid, and when she was uh, going through that process, can determine what was and wasn't available, and, and uh, you know, even something is Far back as five years ago, ten years ago, you're look you're almost looking at an apples to oranges comparison.
0: Wow, you just named so many advantages, right? Then, um, and it really is individual to the person. Like someone listening might only hear that you can control it with your phone if someone doesn't have a phone or doesn't like to use their phone or doesn't use it for those reasons think well I don't want to have that if I have to control it with my phone and you don't there's all it's individual every way that you want to adjust it and having your own earpiece in for when you're if you do use your phone and automatically not having to search for um, an earpiece to put in you have it on and it really knows how to quiet it and then pull it back up when you're off the phone that's really that is really talk about ease that's pretty amazing Marshall.
1: Sure, and that, that is, a, I think, was a big breakthrough uh, when, when people got into hearing aids. Well, I, I hear better, but if I have a big device in my ear canal, then I can't hear externally from the phone. And so a, a big advancement, I would say probably 10 years ago, they were moving into remote controls or like a, a microphone that you would wear that you could pair be a Bluetooth. Now it's a direct stream. So any of your phone calls, if you listen to music, you know, Pandora, podcast, anything that's there, audio books comes through your hearing aids. Now the microphones are still on to give you your awareness around you, but it's also where your focus is. So you're getting the stream into your hearing aids. And then as soon as you get out of that phone call or stop listening to that music, it it turns off and the microphones come back on. So it's, it's going back and forth depending on what you're using. And when the phone is in play, it's gonna take precedence of the hearing aid function while you're logged into your phone or while your phone is open, uh, I would say.
0: That's pretty incredible. And talk about ease and, and being able to use it for anything. Listen to a podcast, but someone talks to you, and, and how it knows the different levels, depending on what you're focusing on, um, definitely makes it easy. So you hear these people sometimes who have, you know, that's that's my good ear. Don't talk in, you know, talking to my good ear. So you can lose hearing in one ear, correct? And if you do, do you wear just one hearing aid or do you always wear two? Uh,
1: both, uh, I would say the the obviously we're going to look at what the loss is in each ear. Cause it is an individual, it's an individual side, our brain, what we, what we hear, what we perceive to, to hear on our right ear is actually processed on the left side of our brain, vice versa, left to right. And then our brain's putting that together. Yes, we can see unilateral hearing loss. One ear is worse. One ear is significantly worse. One ear doesn't hear at all. So it really, you know, if the loss is symmetrical or there's loss in both ears we want to aid both ears so that we're giving a balanced approach giving both sides of the brain that information where your brain can do the work now if there's a normal hearing ear or there's a dead ear that we don't want to aid then we would just look at one aid. um so again everything is is specific to that patient uh age um you know loss of course physical you know use of of fingers and hands arthritis dexterity what size does this need to be Uh, how much power do we need how small do we want it to be so there's there's tons of different styles and sizes and price points because Everybody is their own puzzle.
0: (laughs) Everyone is their own puzzle. I love that you say that every time, Marshall. I love that. (laughs) And um, so let's talk about that puzzle. Talk about, do you look at someone's lifestyle? Are there different types and styles for different lifestyles? What goes into what you feel um, that you offer to someone to feel is their best fit for a hearing aid?
1: Sure, absolutely. Lifestyle is very important. You know, whether it's, are you at home? You know, are you on the go a lot? Do you work in a loud environment? Where do you work? Is it is it hot and dirty and dusty? Are you in a, in a work environment? So uh, social activity is, is super important because it determines what kind of processor we need. So there are different price points and different levels that handle different environments that's the biggest thing some you know someone that that is in their older years that is at home most of the time goes to church maybe you know goes to the grocery store a couple visitors a week you don't need something as advanced as somebody that maybe you know still you know say, mid-50s that it is still heavy in their uh, career and, and working and traveling and in and out of meetings and restaurants and things like that, you need something that's a more advanced processor that handles noise better, okay? Because there is obviously a difference uh, in being quiet at home and then leaving the house and in the hustle and bustle of the world. So, you know, we're looking at several things. Uh, what is the loss, number one? You know budget what are what is comfortable there what do we need to spend what do we want to spend what do we want it to look like what is what is feasible there do we need this power and then ultimately where do you spend your time and what are the situations what are the environments give you trouble so that we can set you up for the best you know the best option for you so that you can wear that and you get benefit from versus you know having i tried it it didn't work or I didn't really give it a fair shot. That's a big part of it, is, is being ready to jump into the world of correction and, and make the commitment to it. We can get you there. It's not gonna be perfect, but we can make it far better than it is with them, than it is without them if you're on board with that. And that's something we gotta figure out too. So it, it's, it's several things that we've gotta look at and figure out the best approach for, for that particular person.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. You hit on a good point too. What, do you, what, was, what is the most common reason someone doesn't give it a fair shot?
1: Time. I, I think the, the biggest thing is getting used to what it sounds like now. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times it doesn't, I'd say the majority of the patients we see didn't just wake up one morning and are not hearing. You know, it, it is it is something that happens over life. The term for age-related hearing loss is called presbycusis. That is a gradual fade or loss of hearing over time. So age definitely plays into it. Your family history, noise exposure. So all these things are, are you know, just his life. It, it slowly happens over time and then it gets to a point to where it's there It's there in my social activities. It's there in my occupational activities. It's it's always there. And then when we find what's wrong and make the correction, it sounds different. It sounds dramatically different. And you're hearing things that you haven't heard in a while or maybe ever, uh, just depending on what they are. So time, exposure, giving your brain time to start getting this information again categorizing it, putting it away, what's important, what's not. That's the biggest thing, is creating a comfort level for that patient. Uh, Number one, physically, how does it feel, but also the sound, the overall sound of the things around me, and then getting and putting yourself in those situations to where you can analyze and see what is or isn't working to where then we can come back and make changes as we go.
0: That's a really good point. Do you find that it's, um Cause you can't really explain to someone you can't tell them explain to them how how different it's going to be you can tell them what you think and tell them what to expect but i'm sure that our brain adjusts to not hearing well and that's our comfort and then we finally want to do something about it we have to retrain our brain all over again is that right
1: sure absolutely it is it, it, we want speech um, but but the hearing aids the best hearing aid in the world is not just speech. There are other sounds that happen in those frequencies that come along with that. So it opens us up this other world of of, of sounds around us, the air conditioner, walking on different surfaces, you know, uh, something on the desk, clicking of a pen. So it's really getting used to these other sounds, creating that normalcy, and that only comes with time. The only way we're gonna know whether it's right or wrong or if it needs to be changed or if it's good is by getting that time that exposure and perception you know uh, what does this sound like to you I I know your loss if if I've done the test with you I know your audiogram I know what that looks like but that doesn't mean that that's going to sound right to you the moment that we correct it It may not sound right at all, you know? And so those are the things that we have to work through and figure out what is your perception? What does this sound like? What does it feel like? We can then get into the programming software and make changes, you know, less sharp, less tinny, uh, more full, more rich. And those are the, the, the adjectives that we're looking for to make that description. What does that mean to you? And then how do I analyze that to make the changes? Is this better? Is this worse? So it's a, it's a, it's a process for some people, it happens really quick. For others, we've got to work it for a little bit. And, and that's part of it. If you're on board, that's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> exactly. It sounds like it's, it's perfect. That's what you and everyone at Padgett really does. Really listening to, you, you seem to see people where they are and you bring them what you have to help them with that and let's just go from there. So if someone has really severe hearing loss and they come to you and it, but it's not too severe that a hearing aid will work, how much can you help them? How much better can they hear?
1: So I would say as we classify loss and and looking at it on a, you know, is this normal or is this, A moderate loss severe so it's mild it's moderate it's severe it's profound somewhere in there adding volume in the the realm of 30 decibels of correction 40 decibels of correction uh, we're looking to add that to normal conversational speech Um, a lot of volume is good but then it's how are you actually processing speech still. So speech reception, word recognition, speech and noise test, those are part of the battery that we perform outside of just putting headphones on and letting you hear beeps and tones at different frequencies and decibel levels. Understanding speech gives us an idea of what toll maybe has the the loss taken on uh, your brain, your cognitive abilities, things like that. And so again, volume, I, I kind of mentioned in the beginning, there's a difference in hearing and understanding. Volume's part of it, clarity is another part of it. And then how did your brain respond to words that sound familiar or, or, or sound very similar would be a better way to describe it. Word recognition is a huge part of it.
0: I like that you say there's a difference in hearing and understanding. I think that's, that's a really good way to put it. I, I can, that makes sense to me. Um, so so also, what would you say to someone who's just really self-conscious? They're, I don't know, I want to hear, but I just don't feel like I want to walk around with hearing aids. Is, is that still the thing? Does people worry about what it looks like that they're wearing a hearing aid?
1: You know, surprisingly, uh, it's not as much as you would think. Uh, honestly, I, I think you, I know because I look at ears all day and, and I'm looking at that situation People are gonna notice hearing loss before they notice a hearing aid. They are not looking at your ears, uh, unless it, you know, family, you know, goodness my my dad has needed them for 20 years and now he's hearing me when i walk in the house yes i'm gonna look but you know to to the untrained eye to to you know strangers passing by they're not looking for that so they are very discreet whether it's a custom piece in the canal or just a wire that runs along uh the contour of the outside of the ear uh People aren't looking for them. I do, but that's just because that's what I do. Uh, people aren't looking for them, but vanity is a real thing. Obviously, we don't want you know this horn sticking out of our ear, but uh, you know it's funny over time, you know, and, and seeing this unfold over you know uh, the years that a lot of time people come in. And are like, I really don't care anymore. I don't care what it looks like. I just want to hear better. I want to understand better. And at that point, you know, uh, we've got an open slate. We can we can do what we need to do. But um, perception preference is real. Looking at what they want this to be, what what is their idea of a hearing aid, and then what is what physically do we need? You know, size of the ear, and then power wise, what do we need? So it can it can be tricky sometimes, but uh, I think in the end getting the right result, you know, people aren't going to see it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right. People do notice um, hearing loss more than they notice the hearing aids. And I was reminded right before I came on, there's a a friend of mine in the newsroom I work with, he walked by again going, hearing aids, hearing aids, because when we first started talking to you, um, I didn't ever know. I've worked with him for three years and I didn't even know he wore hearing aids and he pointed out after you and I were together the first time and he walks through every month and points hearing aids and it reminds me, still I know he has them and I don't ever think <laughs> about it. I can't see them, I don't think, they, and which they have come a long way too. And, and don't they match sure. skin tone too? You can match skin tone too, right? Are there different ways that you can really, really individualize these?
1: I've got I've got the it's funny so this is my color wheel I don't know if it's wow. coming in very good yeah but we got all kinds of different colors and schemes so hair tone skin color uh, you know if you want something bright that you can see um, you know I, people think about the big flesh tone BTE which it was a behind the ear device with a big tube and an ear mold those are still around. Those are, you know, a specific need versus, well, that's the only thing it was, right? The circuits, uh, the power port, the the batteries, all of that has gotten smaller and quicker and more compact. Uh, So any kind of digital technology, there's there's definite changes for the better uh, size. You know, we can do them really, really, really tiny um, if we need to, but all in all, as you as you mentioned, people aren't looking for them, and even when you know, it's it's not like it, it's it's a good thing, you know, right. uh, good for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good for it, them. You know, it's happy that uh, <laughs> uh, you didn't know, I'm sure.
0: Right, because you've even got fantastic colors. So you can make a while people want them to be noticed now. So things have changed a lot. So it's really wonderful, Marshall. Go ahead. Can you give us the phone number one more time so we know how to reach you before I let you go?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Nine zero three. Seven nine We're in Texarkana, 5124 Summer Hill Road.
0: All right. Marshall, once again, it's been wonderful talking to you. Thank you for opening our eyes and our ears to everything about hearing aids. Um, it's, it's really interesting, and thank you for so much. Is there one little thought you'd like to leave us with before we say goodbye?
1: okay obviously thanks for having me terry it's uh it's great speaking with you uh and uh just yeah get your ears checked you'll know if you don't if you need them great if you don't that's great too
0: okay thanks a lot marshall and thanks to everyone for watching that's Helpline three we'll see you next time